One of the key areas of process or the lack of process definitively showed up and was exposed in 2020 was prospecting. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. We started this thing back in March. We have 18 episodes, eight guests, and now here we are at the end of the year. So Dan, looking back at this process and the journey that we've had with the show, I know there are some key themes and takeaways that we've gotten from the conversations we've had here. Can you give our listeners some insight into why we're doing this recap episode? I think over the last three or four weeks, I've noticed a lot of LinkedIn posts, social media posts. I've read some articles, emails, all that. There's this theme about, thank goodness 2020's passed or can't wait for 2020 to be over. And thinking back on that, and I just realized, wait a minute, what can we learn from 2020? What did 2020 teach each one of us? And so I wanted to go back to all the episodes and take a look at, you know, are there some key themes that each one of us can bring forward into 2021? It was definitely a year that brought on new challenges, things that we hadn't experienced before. What were some of those key takeaways from the podcast conversations that we've had that you pulled out from all of our episodes? I think number one was resilience. I know it maybe sounds a little bit cliche, but you know, when you think about it, are you waiting for 2020 to be over or are you trying to get the most out of 2020 so that you can really hit the ground running in 2021? And when I think about resilience, there's a couple episodes that, that really come to light. Uh, the first episode we talk about resilience quite a bit is episode four, high performance mindset. And it's this mindset that we talk about abundance, detachment, and high intent. And we talk about the typical sales mindset of scarcity, low intent, and attachment. And when I think about the episodes we recently did with Mike Sorelli, those were episodes 16 and 17. Mike talks about those nine attributes of high performers. And the three that stand out the most are resilience, adaptability, and curiosity. And when I thought back on the episode four and then the Avian episode six with Brian Decker, you know, I thought back, well, if you're scarce, it's going to be very difficult to adapt because you're going to hold on to things really, really tight and you're going to look for excuses and you're going to look for hiding spots. That's what scarcity does to us. If you're attached, which means, you know, you're attached to some kind of outcome or you're attached to whatever the expectations were for the year, or you were attached to how you normally did business. Most of us did not do business over Zoom one year ago. Now we've all had to learn to do business over Zoom. But if you're attached to the way you've always done business, it's probably an extremely difficult year. You probably didn't adapt well. And then your resilience, your way to manage frustration was probably put to the test. And so when I think about the episodes again with Mike Sorelli and Brian Decker, you know, two individuals who 
aren't in sales. They were in special forces. Resilience really hit home for me when you break it all down. For instance, right now, you know, did you spend 2020 looking at ways to improve yourself? Did you spend 2020 looking for ways to get better, change what you do? Or did you spend 2020 telling yourself, I can't sell via Zoom. I can't connect with people virtually. I need to go and see people live. I need to be at conferences and seminars. I need to be sitting in front of people. You know, it's, it's what was the story that you told yourself in 2020? I think that's going to have a lot to do with everybody's success going into this new year. So resilience was definitely something that stood out loud and clear. Dan, when I hear you talk about adaptability and resilience, why do you think some people are hesitant to make change? Because that's really what we're talking about. And when we think about what sales is, it's making a change. And some people are more inclined to be open to it and some people aren't. What, what's the hesitation some people have with change? That's a deep question, Kylie. I mean, I remember back in episode six, I think it was with Brian Decker, he talks about trait versus state resilience, where we're all born with certain traits. It's kind of like the nature part of resilience. And there might be certain environments that our innate traits help us manage the frustration of change better. But he also talks about state, the state of the situation, the state of the environment. And some individuals don't have a lot of what they would call state resilience, which is the situational resilience. That's the nurture part. And when I think back on that, you know, there's a lot of reasons that go into it, but we get attached as human beings, right? We get attached to all the hard work that we put into things. And we get attached to the memories that we create within that hard work, successes and failures. You know, we get attached to outcomes. You know, if we put X amount of hard work in, we expect Y as a return. And I think in 2020, a lot of people put X amount of effort into the outcome, but they didn't get the Y in return, whatever that Y was. We create this narrative in our head. And that narrative is we look for external reasons on why we weren't successful. Sometimes we might say things to ourselves like, well, that's just not how I do it. Or as I've said before, I'm just not good at that. I'm better at this. And those become our hiding spots. And I, I think moving into 21, I think this, all of us need to do deep dive on are we allowing ourselves to succumb to the excuses? You know, we've talked about this too before, Kylie. You know, human nature is to overestimate what we've always done and how we've always done it and what we've created and underestimate what we could gain by doing something different. And uh, I think we do that to keep ourselves safe and give ourselves that, that false sense of control. How does resilience impact our business? One of the first places a lack of resilience shows up is in process. Process is the number two theme from this past year in 2020. And when we think about process, right? Process is how you prep for success. Process can show up with how you prep your mindset. Process shows up 
with how you set up your prospecting process shows up with how you prep for your appointments. It shows up for how you manage your business, how you manage your CRM process shows up throughout your entire business. And what we found without a doubt is the higher the resilience of the individual, the more capable they were able to stick to their process. The less the resilience, the more someone got caught up in all of the curveballs and pitfalls and disappointments of 2020, the more their process paid the price. One of the key areas of process or the lack of process definitively showed up and was exposed in 2020 was prospecting. One of the main learnings that we've seen with our listeners, those that we coach, the feedback that we've gotten from our listeners, all of that is that the more consistent those were with their process day in, day out of when they practiced their voicemails and their outreach, when they had the 50 or 100 or 200 or 300 companies they were going to target, and they segmented those in, in buckets of maybe 10 to 20 a week, and they put in practice time, and they didn't allow themselves to get overly concerned with highs and lows each and each day and each week with who responded and who didn't. Those who were able to do that had successful years prospecting. 2020 was a successful year in prospecting, even without live conversations, even without conferences and seminars. Those sales professionals who got caught in focusing on outcomes struggled because you had to adapt. You had to change. You had to change your rhythm, your routines. You had to change your words. You had to be aware of what you were saying, the words that you were using. And as 2020 rolled on, one of the biggest themes I saw in addition to process was scarcity. The LinkedIn invites, the LinkedIn solicitations, the voicemail solicitations, the email solicitations, no matter what the industry, everybody started to sound the same. And you can tell everybody was becoming more and more scarce. You know, when I look back on some of the key episodes of process, number five, rethink prospecting. We talked a lot about process and how to set up a, an effective prospecting process. When we did episode 10 with Nick Hardwick, who played for the uh, San Diego Chargers in the NFL, he played 11 years, was a pro bowler, captain of the team. He talked about process the entire time, how they would prep in the off season, how they prepped each and every week for their games. 95% of the time that they spent whether it's the physical side of football, the mental side of football, the strategic side of football, 95% of that time was process driven. And when I look back on episodes 12, 13, and 14, including the episode with Bob Werma, Bob talks a lot about how to align your process with your whys. You know, you have goals in sales. Whys are the deeper version of your goals. And Bob talks about how to make sure that your process aligns with what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. And I, when I look at episodes 16 and 17 with Mike Sorelli with the Navy SEALs, he talks about process too, the preparation and how everything was built around process so that when they were in clutch situations, they could perform and succeed. So again, process, huge theme. 
And, you know, for our listeners right now, your process, if it hasn't changed in the past 12 months, you're really going to want to spend some time thinking through how do you get better at it? What are the one or two key areas of your business that you know that you have to adapt going into 21 and you have to change some of the things that you do to be successful and build a process around those one or two things? So for our listeners, we're coaching hundreds of sales professionals across the U.S., across different industries, and I've heard a lot of these sort of mindset blocks where we have advisors who will say, I can't close business. I need the face-to-face with my prospects and my clients. Then on the flip side, you have people who are saying, I've been able to meet with so many more people and have more conversations because I haven't had to travel and be in person. I can meet with so many more people over Zoom. So Callie, on that mindset block, that's just, that's a great example of adaptability. That's all that is. For our listeners, as you think about it, there's nothing fancy about what Kylie just talked about. It's making a choice where you can look at circumstances as a roadblock or you can look at the circumstances as an opportunity. There's no genius in it. You're either going to go one direction or the other. Dan, when you were talking about process, you mentioned not attaching to the outcomes. Yeah, Kali, that was the number three biggest theme from our podcasts in 2020, is the need to help our listeners stop attaching a value to particular outcomes. You know, when I think back on it in the last episode 18 with David Thompson, it was probably one of the strongest episode, episodes when it comes to this, where, you know, David talked about, you know, if you're a crime investigator or you're an interrogator, you can never walk into a room, a meeting with the suspect with the predetermined goal of getting that suspect to confess to the crime. Because the second you would do that, all you're going to do is create more and more barriers in your conversation process with the suspect. And you're probably going to push the confession further and further and further away. And it's so true in sales too. But, you know, when I think about not labeling outcomes, you know, it it comes down to prospecting. It comes down to the questions that you ask and it comes down to the meetings that you have. See, in prospecting, most send out a voicemail or an email or a LinkedIn invite pushing for an outcome to get the meeting. And because of that, most emails and voicemails sound very similar. But when you learn that that outreach, that initial outreach that you're doing is not about cold calling for an appointment, that initial outreach of what you're doing is to try to generate some consistency with you and that prospect and kindly and slowly expose that prospect to what you do. That is the biggest difference right now. When we get appointments here, and we've had a lot in 2020, despite the pandemic, it's because our process doesn't worry about the outcome of the email and the voicemail. Our emails and our voicemails are aimed at just engaging the prospect, allowing that prospect to feel safe in reviewing the information that we send. 
And it takes about eight to 10 touches, as we've been told by our prospects, for them to even sometimes recognize that we've been offering them a meeting or that we're even someone that they might want to talk to. But the goal is never about get that meeting. Because once you start sending emails and voicemails out with the goal of getting the meeting, you're just going to feel more and more frustration. And that's what we mean by let go of the outcome and build a process. I always tell the folks that I coach that their goal when reaching out and prospecting is simply to build awareness. Because when and if the time is right and they need your help on your area of expertise, that level of familiarity that you've created is what's going to trigger them to say, oh, Dan's been reaching out to me for a little while now, and now this topic is relevant. This is relevant to my business now. I'm going to schedule a meeting. And I have folks that I coach who have been reaching out to the same prospect for over a year, and it's 14 months into their prospecting process that they finally get a meeting. And that's not unusual. And I want to jump in here. And, and I know some of you might thinking, oh, 14 attempts. Well, I'm going to do it in two or three, or I don't have time for 14 attempts. It's that mindset going to get in your way. Because when you start putting the pressure on yourself to try to get the meeting in two or three attempts, that's when you start coming off attached and scarce with your prospect. It shows up in the words that you use, the phrases that you use, and it actually ends up pushing the prospect away because they can tell your urgency through what you say in your email and your voicemail. And it's that urgency that tells them that you're trying to set up a sales conversation with them so that you can make a sale, which is all about what you want. See, it's a complete domino effect. So you have to let the ego go on prospecting and you have to learn it's not about the immediate outcome. It's about the process that you're building. And that's where the strength comes from in what you're doing. Dan, what were some of the episodes that our listeners could go back and listen to if they wanted to learn more about how to let go of those outcomes? Quite a few of them. Uh, we talk about it almost in every episode. But episode number three, Breaking the Sales Mindset with Danielle Labarda, she does a really nice job of talking about her sales mindset detox, how she detoxes herself from the traditional mindset that she used to go into all of her prospect appointments with, which was... How do I get the second meeting? How do I get this prospect to like me? How do I get them to commit to something? So Danielle goes through her approach on detoxing from outcomes in that episode. I think another great episode is episode nine with Dr. Karen Anderson of April. It's a fun episode about the commonalities between sales and dating. And you'll hear very fast how Dr. Karen talks about you have to let go of outcomes. Additionally, she talks about this whole idea of lower your expectations for the date, but increase your standards. And I think the same holds true in sales. Lower your expectations for your sales conversations, but have high standards. Brian Decker in episodes six and seven also talks about this exact same shift where it's not about your expectations. That's what gets you in trouble. It's about your standards. Increase and maintain a high standard for your conversations. Let go of the expectations. And then again, I already mentioned this, episode 18, David Thompson, never go into a conversation with a predetermined outcome. It'll affect everything that you hear, 
everything that you ask. It limits your learning and it limits the trust that you build actually in that conversation. Going forward in 2021, what are some things that our listeners can be more mindful of? I think a big shift or theme for 21 is self-awareness. It may sound boring, but it's the hardest and most important valuable work we can do on ourselves and within ourselves. I'll give you an example. A players spent their time adapting the past six or eight months. B players have spent their time justifying why they can't be and haven't been successful and maybe won't be successful the past six or eight months. And C players, you know, they're just projecting where they're just become the victim and they're not going to be able to be successful until everything else around them changes. And so I think moving forward in 21, all of our listeners have to gain some self-awareness so they can decide do they want to be the A player, the B player, or the C player? You have to start thinking about truly, are you adapting? Are you justifying? Or are you projecting when it comes to taking ownership of your success? Anything else, Dan, that you want to tell our listeners as we wrap up this year? Yeah, we started off with it at the beginning of this episode. And that is try to look at 21, not in the sense that hey, 2020 is finally over. But more like, what did you learn about yourself in 2020? And based on whatever that is, how is that going to impact 21? Because nothing's going to change next year until you change something inside of you. Guys, 2020 has been great. The podcast has been well-received. And if you like the podcast, please forward it out to others. Thanks for joining us for this journey in 2020. We've got a lot of exciting and new content as well as guests planned for 2021. So be sure to join us. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode? <laughs>